Thank you for joining our podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. Stay tuned as together we'll study God's Word. Hello PCC, I'm Brian Wren, one of your pastors, and it's really good to be with you on this Sunday. The only way it would be better is if we could do this in person. But as we know, that's for another time. I've been so impressed in the way that you have sheltered in place in creative ways. I've been watching you, if you don't know this, and Facebook makes it really easy to spy on you. Some of you I've been watching have really fancy dinners, and I wish I could actually come. Others, I've been impressed by the creative new games that you've created for you and your kids to play. I've loved, actually, watching how so many of you last week during Holy Week, honored Holy Week with your activities. And then finally, I've seen how one couple actually goes on these virtual vacations, and it's pretty amazing. But let's face it, it looks a lot easier and harmonious on Facebook than it does in real life when we're sheltering in place. And this, in many ways, has become a grind because day after day after day after day, we're having to live this out. And it actually reminds me of the movie Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. Have you seen it? In a neat divine way, God had our family watch that movie on Saturday, March 14th. And what was incredible about it, besides watching my boys laugh, it made me realize when I thought about it, that wow, maybe God is having all of us live these days over and over and over again to give us a chance to learn something from him. So I want you to take a look at this video to get a feel for what it's like to live in Groundhog Day. Time. A thousand people freezing their butts off waiting to worship a rat. Weatherman Phil Connors <laughs> is spending the day in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. Phil? Mad! Mad Ryerson, I did the whistling belly button trick at the high school talent show. Bing! Bing! But Phil's about to find out. He's not just stuck in Puxatawney. Will you be checking out today, Mr. Connors? Chance of departure today, 100%. He's stuck... <laughs> in Groundhog Day. I'm reliving the same day over and over. Bill? Ned Ryerson? Bang! Do you ever have deja vu, Mrs. Lancaster? I don't think so, but I could check with the kitchen. Well, it's Groundhog Day. Hey, I really hope you found that clip enjoyable. And who knew that a month after I watched that movie that we would all be living out Groundhog Day. The good news is God did. And I want you to hear a line that I wrote that I really believe is true. And I'm wondering what you actually think about it. I believe God has given us these redundant, confined days with the same people or yourself as a learning opportunity to live out his kingdom ways and reflect him more and more. Just like Phil Connors in that movie. Let me say it again. I believe God has given us these redundant sheltered days with the same people or yourself as a learning opportunity to live out his kingdom ways and reflect him more and more. What do you think about that? 
I want you actually to take a moment to discuss it with the folks around you, or if you're by yourself, to actually ponder it. So go ahead and do that right now. Welcome back, everybody. I hope that question sparked some great conversation and thought for you. In our scriptures today, God is actually revealing to us how to shelter well in our relationships. Whether we're in a family, whether we're a couple sheltering, whether we're with friends, or whether we're alone, which I actually think is some of the hardest type of sheltering right now. Our big idea today to help us through this redundancy is this, if we submit well, we will shelter well. Hear that again. If we submit well, we will actually shelter well. Say that with me. If we submit well, we will shelter well. Now before you check out because I said the word submit, let me remind you of the power of submission because you recently have experienced this. Currently, millions across the world have submitted to authorities regarding COVID-19 shelter-in-place orders. And last weekend, millions across the world celebrated that Jesus submitted his life to God for us. To submit is to actually give up your agenda. For all the kids and younger, younger folks in the audience, here's what that looks like. When we have an agenda, the way in which we submit is crumple it up and just let it go. And if you think about it, that's what millions have done in order to combat the COVID-19 virus. And that's what Jesus has done in order to change our lives. Hear this line, submission saves lives and it provides an abundant life. Can you imagine if those millions of people were unwilling to be under the shelter and order restriction? Can you imagine the further harm that would actually have done? And can you imagine if Jesus was unwilling to submit to the Father, 
the extent of hopelessness and brokenness and purposelessness and eternal lostness that there would be more and more and more of. I want you to hear this. Submission saves lives and provides an abundant life for all of us. See, it can be an actual good thing when we feel safe and we can trust those around us, it's probably the best time to submit. And if we don't, if we don't feel safe and we can't trust, we probably gotta work that out until we could. But today I'm talking about submitting in relationships where you feel safety and trust. So as you open your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter three, he was one of Jesus' closest disciples and Peter actually went on uh, to be the leader of the church in Jerusalem. The letter that he wrote was originally written to Christians who were exiles, those who were scattered all throughout modern Turkey. The irony is they were sheltered in place in another culture, and Peter was writing them to remind them how to live in the kingdom way amidst their culture. So it is with us today. Peter's words through God still ring true to us. And so let's look at this and see how he begins by calling husbands and wives to submit. First Peter chapter three, verse one. Wives in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives. When they see the purity and reverence of your lives. Let's jump over to verse seven. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. It's really important that we understand the backstory and context of Peter's writing. So there's three things I really want you to hear here about why he said what he said. The first is this. Women deserve to have their own faith and rights. Back in that time, if you're a believing wife in Jesus and your husband wasn't, you weren't allowed to believe in Jesus. And so what Peter is saying here is, wives, stay patient, hold to your faith until your husband is won over. He was also writing this because wives had no rights at that time. They were property of their spouse, their husband. And here, Peter is calling husbands to a standard that's unheard of during that time. He's calling them to give their wives honor, to consider them and to respect them, and then actually to treat them as co-heirs, as actually an equal, because just like they have equal rights to the gospel, Peter's declaring he wants them to treat each other as equals. Now I know there's different roles and responsibilities, but I want you to see here that this is a major shift in cultural principle and is one that should be applied to our day and age. The second thing you need to know about the backstory is that husbands and wives are being called to submit in the same way Christ did. Prior to this chapter, in chapter two, Peter said to those he was writing to, I want you to follow 
in the same way as Jesus. And here's what the reference is, 1 Peter 2.21. To this you were called, because Christ suffered or submitted for you, leaving you an example, that you should follow in his steps. Peter's used this phrasing of in the same way twice. Wives in the same way, husbands in the same way. Because he's saying, I want you to follow in the same way as Christ's submission. Interestingly, this is also common in other disciples' writings. So you have Peter, but you also have Paul. And Paul and Peter knew one another. And hear what Paul wrote about marriage and the relationship between a man and a woman. He says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ, Ephesians 5.21. He says the same thing. And throughout Peter's writing prior and after what he's written here, he uses that word submit, telling other people to submit in different ways because it is an aspect, a key aspect of the kingdom of God. The third thing you need to know, besides women deserved rights and they also deserve their own faith, and husbands and wives should, should, should submit in the same way as Christ did, the third thing you should know is that Peter knew that marriage is a power struggle and it needed a fix. And the reality is, this goes all the way back to Genesis 3.16. Listen to this passage. You will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. This declares way back when in the beginning, this power struggle that would play out. And the great news is, submission is the antidote to this power struggle. Submission is this great dance where at one point the husband leads in portion of the dance. And then at another time, the wife leads the portion of the dance. God yearns to have marriage be this dance that we do together that helps to eliminate the power struggle. Some may say, but I thought in the Old Testament, the men made all the decisions. And didn't that carry forth to the New Testament? And I'd say, no, it wasn't even like that in the Old Testament. Peter's calling for both to partner together and to submit to one another different times. And actually, God did this in the Old Testament. Look at this passage in Genesis 21, 12. But God said to Abraham, listen to whatever Sarah tells you, because it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. God instructed Abraham to let his wife lead during that dance. So the bottom line is this. Peter's saying, in the same way Christ submitted, submit to one another in marriage and it will go well. But here's what we know. This is hard, right? And remember that weekend that we watched that movie with our family? Well, it snowed like crazy that weekend and we were trapped up in Tahoe. And the reality was we couldn't even go skiing. I'd gotten the car stuck in the driveway the morning we were supposed to and we couldn't get it out. We spent the whole morning shoveling it out. And that's where my marriage dance went a little off course. The reality was my wife during that time of snow shoveling was giving me some gracious recommendations about how we should shovel and what our action plan should be shoveling the driveway. But my ego was a bit bruised already by the fact that I'd gotten the car stuck in the driveway and we probably weren't gonna go skiing or snowboarding that morning. And so you know what I did? I froze. 
And I kind of actually froze her out for the next three days up there because I was annoyed with the fact that she had some recommendations for snow shoveling. Can you relate to this? So what do you think? Why is submission so hard in marriage? I want to give you a moment to ponder that, whether you're married or not, because it's worth pondering why submission can be so hard in any relationship, and specifically right now marriage. So let's take a look at the last part of what Peter's given us to teach us how to actually submit well. And this is for all of us now, not just husbands and wives, but all of us, wherever we're sheltering and with whoever we're sheltering with. It comes out of 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 to 13. Finally, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. There's so much there, including a passage out of the Old Testament, Psalm 34, verses 11 and 12. But what I want us to focus on is what Peter is listing here as attributes of the kingdom of God. He actually lists six key attributes that I believe if we lean into these and ask God to help us to do it, will actually submit to others and shelter well. So look at the first one. He calls us to be like-minded. This is as simple as seeking unity, having common goals, finding out what other people want, and then choosing actually to be like-minded. The second one is having sympathy. Sympathy is understanding another's difficulty. So whether it's those we shelter with or those we check in with, having sympathy for what they're experiencing. 
The third one is that term, that mysterious term, love. But in this case, I believe Peter's calling us to express and show favor to each other. So find out how people want to be loved and love them in that way. The fourth one's compassion. This is actually not just understanding their needs, but meeting their needs. That's why it's different from sympathy. Sympathy is understanding their difficult situation. Compassion is actually meeting their need in their difficult situation. The fifth one uh, is to be humble. This is to drop your agenda. This is to put someone else's agenda ahead of yours and let that be the primary, primary thing at that time. And the last one is a blessing. Peter calls us to actually bless people. Maybe it's by doing all these things combined. Maybe it's by not saying a certain word. Maybe it's actually by saying something that would be a true blessing. These are challenging things. But young kids, I want to challenge you to submit in these ways to your parents. Because it actually says in the text, if you do these things, it will bring a blessing. And students, I want you to consider submitting to your teachers. They're trying to figure it out. It isn't a perfect system. But if you do, it will bring a blessing. And parents, I want you to set the example of submission by what you say and by what you do. And know that that example will bring a blessing to your house. And finally, those who are singles. I want you to consider how can you reach out to others in these ways. And we know for sure that will bring a blessing to them. So let us take a moment and let us reflect on those six words. And I want you to consider which of these words is God calling you to during this time. Hey, as we close today, I want to give you some application and actually some time for prayer. Remember what we're saying about submission. Submission is actually giving up your agenda. Remember, here's your agenda, and are you willing to give it up? Just let it go. That's submission. And we also know that submission saves lives 
and it brings abundant life. And that's what we're really going after. God has this abundant life for us by living into the kingdom of God. And what I always say is playing kingdom is so much better than playing earth. So I have a few applications for you today to take away with you to help you implement what it really means to submit well so you can shelter well. The first one is for spouses. Spouses, how about this question? Ask, how could I submit to you more? It's a dangerous question, isn't it? <laughs> but remember, when there's safety and trust, it can be asked. Ask, how could I submit to you more? Ask your spouse that. And then come join me April 27th online for vows two and three to learn more about sacrificial love and what it means to cherish and respect. The next one's for all of us. Consider reviewing those six words and actually getting them on your table so that you talk about those words or you reflect on those words. Put them somewhere. If you go to the link below in the message notes, you'll actually find a link to Table Talk where our children's ministry has actually put them on a piece of paper in a neat way so you can put them on your table. How about this third idea? Apologize often. When you don't submit to the snow shoveling plan, you know, three days later, I finally resurrected and I apologized to my wife. But we probably should apologize more often and quicker. The fourth thing, how about a few of these statements? You could ask things like, how are you? I can understand how you can feel that way. Or, hey, what do you need? How can I help you? How about the simple phrase, hey, I love you? Or how about this one? If you need to give somebody some feedback or critique, say this, next time, could you? Start with that phrase, next time, could you, is powerful. But finally, the last one I think might be the most powerful application. And this is actually to submit yourself to God and pray for his strength often. Because here's what I know, I can have all the tactics and ideas, but I know this, I'm not good at submitting well because of my selfishness. And I know this about you, because we're all the same, we're human. You're not good at submitting well because of your selfishness. And in the end, by asking God in, He's the one that can give us the power. And I want you to know how powerful that power is. Based on last week and what we celebrated in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the same power that resurrected Christ from the dead is the same power that we can tap into in order for us to submit well to others. And so here's what I'm gonna do. I have a prayer for us today, and it's for all. Whether it's the first time you wanna tap into this power that God has for you, or it's the 1500th time you know you need to tap in. So I wanna give you some time right now just to pray with me as I pray this prayer, and I'll give you some space as we go. Oh God, we acknowledge your kingdom way is better than our earthly way. And Lord, you have us in a unique time and a unique place. And Lord, these redundant days are just teaching us over and over again how you want us to live for you. And so Lord, we come before you today. And Lord, we want to acknowledge that you are God and that Lord, we're not good at submitting to others. So take a moment and just acknowledge that. Acknowledge that you're not good at submitting to others.
Father, we also know that in order for us to live differently, we need to believe in Jesus' life and death and in the power of his resurrection. And so if you believe in that, re-acknowledge that. Yes, God, I believe. And if you've never put belief in the life and death and resurrection of Jesus, submit to that today and just say, I do believe and I want the power. So take a moment and do that. And finally, Lord, we come before you and we commit and we ask for the Holy Spirit to guide us in words and actions so that we can be people of submission, Lord, so we can experience the abundance of life. So take a moment right now and commit to asking the Holy Spirit to guide your words and actions. Father, we thank you that you're such an intimate God. And thank you you're with us wherever we are, with many, by ourselves. Lord, we want you to have the glory, so lead us. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. As we close today, I want you to be able to remember those. I just gave you A, B, C. Acknowledge to God that you're not good at submitting. Believe in Jesus' life, death, and resurrection and his power for you. And then C, commit and ask the Holy Spirit to guide your thoughts and actions. You can pray that A, B, C prayer any place at any time. So go in peace, folks. And may you submit well so you shelter well. Thank you for tuning in to our message podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. We would love the opportunity to connect with you more. We are located in Redwood City, California, and you can find us online at wearepcc.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by simply searching for We Are PCC.